Hi, I'm Jordan Gill, and my business love language is efficiency. Because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? If your business depends on you, you don't own one. You have a job. We're here to fix that. Now, with over 150 episodes, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome to season number seven of System Saved Me. And I'm really excited about this season because I'm getting to share with you some of the dopest people in the operation space. This is not an exaggeration. And I'm not only getting to share what they have contributed to the System Save Me shop, which if you haven't checked out, come and see us, just systemsaveme.com. You'll be able to check us out. But you'll also get to hear about them and their mission and how they got started in operations. And they all have such unique stories. I'm so, so stoked for you guys to, to check them out. So each week, you'll be meeting a new member of my op squad and the amazingness that they have. Both there will be tips and tricks, but also what workflows you should check out in the actual shop that they have created. So without further ado, let's see who my next guest is. Hey y'all, I'm so excited to bring to you this dazzling lady into the studio because she is such a, she's honestly one of the most intricate people I've seen, know things about Dubsado, and I just am really excited to have her delight you in that. But first, I want to introduce her. So Miss Annie McCarty, how are you doing today? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. So tell us a little bit about you and your business. Okay. So I am an ops manager. My clients are people who have been in the online space for a while and they're already running really kind of successful and established businesses. And they have the pieces of a system put together, but they don't have all of the dots connected. Um, Nothing is automated. They're still doing things manually. And they're kind of in a place where they're wondering like, everybody says that systems are like the gateway drug to the good stuff and to the growth but my systems aren't working for me that way. What's the problem? So I step in and help streamline and essentially automate their systems so that they can finally like step back from the business if they want to and grow and scale and do like all of the good things that come as your business gets bigger. Yep, exactly. So it's, you know, we geek out on the system stuff and we love tinkering with all the tools. That's usually not what most business owners are excited about. So so I might just leave it to us. Just give it to us. We will find joy in it. And you can go back to frolicking and doing whatever it is you want to do. So I love that. So tell us how you got started in your ops business. Were you just always the friend who had spreadsheets and to-do lists? Were you somebody who went into operations and corporate? Like how did you get into operations and systems? Yeah, it's a weird, kind of a weird path. My corporate background is not in operations. I had a 10-year career in marketing before I started this business. And I'm truly like the definition of an accidental entrepreneur. Like this was not the path. I didn't set out to start and run and grow a business. But I was uh, working in a corporate job that I hated (laughs) and I saw a call on Facebook from a local photographer who was looking for somebody to like help her out five hours a week with like just client care and emails and bookings and all of that. And so I raised my hand and ended up, she became my first like client using air quotes. (laughs) Um, And Truly then, like I didn't even know what I had stumbled into, but 
three months later, she took me to a bridal show with her to help her out during like just helping people flow through the booth and things like that. And she introduced me to all of her vendor friends who hired me. And then six months later, I quit my job and here, right? (laughs) And here we are. But I started as a VA and it wasn't like the shift into operations was not immediate, but essentially like these people were paying me hourly to handle tasks in their business, to manage their inbox, to prep quotes, to get people booked, to get people onboarded. And all of that was well and good, but it was taking me like something that should have taken five minutes was taking 45. And so I said, okay, like this is a consistent theme. It's a problem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to be the one to fix it. So I did. And now three years later, it's all systems all the time. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. And so going into that, you mentioned that your first client was a photographer and the workflow we're going to dive into is for wedding photographers in Dubsado. One, let's start off by saying why you suggest Dubsado for wedding photographers, or I know a lot of photographers in general. Why Dubsado? I love that they have a scheduler included now because that really allows you to automate every step of the process. And I know that I say automate everything with a caveat that like, obviously there is going to be a balance, (laughs) like there need to be personal touches in the process, but Dubsado gives you the ability. And it's really the only CRM that I have found that gives you the ability to balance those effectively while still having like a streamlined and very automated workflow. Yeah. And they're pretty too, because photographers like pretty stuff. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. It's true. Like every photographer I talk to is just like, but systems are ugly. I'm like, no, "No, they are not. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have to be. So when it comes to kind of the different packages that you've seen wedding photographers put into Dubsado, what are kind of, you know, again, if somebody wants to go and check out your workflow and put it together, then we totally have that for purchase. And what are kind of the differences that you've seen in the packages when putting them inside of Dubsado? So like if somebody's doing maybe engagement wedding photography or engagement and wedding, how can they really maximize their use of Dubsado with each particular type of package, if that makes sense. Yeah. So there's a couple of different ways that you can manage that. If you, some of the clients that I've worked with have done everything in like a super custom capacity. So they get on a call with somebody, they find out what they're looking for, and then they put together custom wedding photography package for them. And Dubsado allows for that. You can also have preset packages that include certain things and you can offer your clients kind of a, like a self-select booking process mm-hmm. so they can choose the collection that they want for their wedding day and then flow seamlessly through the contract and the invoice and it's like done, like easy. You can also let the client self-select and build their own package. So you, instead of having like a collection that includes 10 hours and an engagement session and an album and a second shooter and all of these things, you can break those off, like chunk those off individually and let the client choose like menu style, the ones that they want to include in their package and it builds it for them and lets them have more control over what they're getting inside of their budget, which is helpful. (laughs) That is super helpful because the proposal process and the quote process for weddings specifically, it's like how many hours? Okay. Are we doing this shoot at what time? Oh, that's, you're getting married on a Friday instead of a Saturday. Those are different prices. Like 
it just seems like so custom that it does seem that it would be really overwhelming to create that sort of automated scenario when each client seems different, right? And with that, I know Dubsado, you can embed packages or embed proposals onto your website. Do you suggest that or are you an advocate for kind of let them be qualified a little bit before you let them just sign a proposal, get paid up? I like to qualify them first. I mean, especially for weddings when it's so date dependent. Yeah, that's true. You need to check your availability, obviously, before you take money from someone. But so a use case, just like a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> a use case for that type of like a public proposal, that's what it's called in Dubsado that you can embed on your website, is awesome for like mini sessions or for portrait sessions where it's not it's a lower price point and more of like an impulse decision. Like, yeah, you want to take their money as soon as possible, get them in the door and then give them an awesome experience. Like done. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that does make sense. So there's no way end up sought out for wedding photographers for them to like put a pin in the date and do a deposit. And then you can basically say yay or nay on the back end. I don't think there is. I don't think there is. Not that I'm aware of. You could probably like finagle the scheduler to do something Mm -hmm. like that. But wedding photography is a high ticket item. So I am an advocate for as much touch, like as much person to person touch during that process as, as you can allow for. Yeah. Oh, totally. So then would you then suggest starting with the lead capture form and starting the process then through that? And what is your like qualifying workflow question that you suggest for wedding photographers when they are setting up the lead capture form? Yeah. So there's a couple of different ways you can do it. Some people just outright ask for their budget. What I don't love about that is that I think a lot of people just don't know what to expect when it comes to a recommended investment for wedding photography. People don't know what they don't know, but you can ask questions that let them prioritize different vendors on their, on your lead capture form. So you can say like, what are the top three vendors or the top three things about your wedding that you're most looking forward to and how they rank photography in that list tells you a lot of what you need to know. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But things like that, like softer ways to infer what they're willing and able to invest without outright asking for a dollar figure is like gold. (laughs) Yeah. That's like a really good way of asking it is kind of pressuring it against the other areas because weddings it's not just photography like again a mini session it's like okay maybe I'm booking a session plus maybe a makeup artist or maybe Mm -hmm. some clothes like wedding you're going up against like cake you got venue flowers flowers. yeah oh gosh so you really have to see like how important is photography versus all these other things and not to say that it should be number one but just also understanding I guess where it is in relation to that Oh, that's really interesting. That's good. That's a nugget. So then (laughs) I feel like you could do that in so many other businesses too, of just like understanding how hot they are or like what's their temperature as far as, you know, oh, are you trying to do this? And, you know, versus getting your systems taken care of, then, you know, they aren't going to be as like ready to purchase on the call as as some other people who are like, systems are a mess. I need help. Help me now. (laughs) Sort of thing. I love that. So then also with, the end of the package for wedding photographers, it seems like people are just like, okay, they kind of just drop off. Is there, have you seen case studies of wedding photographers upselling something else after the shoot? And if so, can they do that inside of Dosado based on their wedding date and when they get their photos and all that sort of stuff? 
Yeah, I had a photographer client who offered two turnaround times for having like the edited gallery back. So her standard turnaround time was like eight to 10 weeks. And she offered an upsell of, I think, I can't remember if she sent this email. I think it must've been two days after the wedding, not two days before, but she essentially sent like a proposal Mm -hmm. and she automated it. So she didn't have to remember Mm -hmm. to do it. It just happened in her workflow that said like, my standard turnaround time and what you can expect in terms of having your edited gallery in your inbox is eight to 10 weeks. If you would like, I can push your wedding to the top of my queue. And this is the investment to do that. And so many people took her up on it behind the scenes. She was outsourcing the editing. Totally. Um, so you didn't have to, <laughs> it wasn't messing with her internal workflow at all, but I mean, that increased her ROI on weddings, like, significantly. <laughs> oh, yeah. People want their pictures ASAP of the yeah. wedding. And-, and there's so much benefit beyond, like, just making the client happy. Like, if you give them to the vendors that quickly after mm-hmm. a wedding, like, they're sharing them. There's still excitement mm-hmm. from, like, wedding guests yeah. after the wedding that when the couple's sharing them on Facebook, like, their guests are sharing them, and that's your name everywhere. Like, it benefits you to do it quickly. Yeah. Oh, totally. So then I guess with vendors and with wedding photographers, other vendors obviously are wanting to see their cake and on the table or they're wanting to see the flower arch in the church or something. Is it usually the photographers that have to handle then the, like you can use these for X reason, but not to like purchase or sell or anything like that. Like how does that, have you ever seen it to where photographers handled that or was it usually with the actual bride and groom or partners. The photographer usually sends the photos to the vendor, but typically like the clients I've worked with have just in the email that's sent like from the gallery, like pass or CloudSpot. If you use CloudSpot, it integrates with Auto, which is awesome. But when they're sending the gallery, they're saying like, you can show these however you want. Just make sure you credit me. It's not anything. Gotcha. Yeah. So the vendors aren't paying for the photos in any way, shape or form or anything. No, I mean, it's free advertising for the photographer really when the vendor uses them. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a (laughs) win-win. Oh, that's super cool. So then kind of with the workflow of, and this is kind of the last question around work, this particular workflow is with weddings. Again, there seems to be a lot of times where the timeline can get shifted or whatever else. How does that then affect the workflows? And do you suggest building the workflows with some flexibility of dates and times or making sure that you are, what is it in the workflows? You can check a box that says like, wait for approval. So how do you allow for that flexibility in the workflows to be able to adapt to kind of the ever-changing times and stuff? Yeah. I, so for photographers specifically, I don't see a ton of variability in like when things happen. The only thing, some photographers will wait until like six weeks or two months or even four weeks before the wedding to start talking about the timeline. And a lot of clients get antsy, (laughs) like they want to see the photography timeline earlier in the process because they're playing, they're making other decisions based on that, like hair and makeup times and Mm. first look, yes or no, receiving line, yes or no, et cetera. So the having that step be a little bit variable can help. But honestly, what I usually recommend is that all of the steps in the workflow be automated because it's less likely that you're going to have to pause something than it is that you're going to have to force something ahead of when it's scheduled. So like if you have your timeline email scheduled to go out six weeks before the wedding and a client emails you three months before the wedding and says, Hey, I really want to start having this conversation now. 
you can force that step in the workflow and it'll send nice. to them immediately. And it doesn't influence anything else in the workflow then. Everything else will still trigger as scheduled. And that's why we love Dopesado. <laughs> because they thought of all of these things, which is always fantastic. So kind of moving into now the mission of your ops business and why you do what you do and why you want to continue doing what you're doing. What is it that on the days that you're like, bump this, I just want to Netflix and like popcorn all day because I have those days for sure. <laughs> it was just me. But what are those, what is that motivator where you're like, no, I'm doing this for a bigger purpose to help you get back into the swing of things? Yeah. So this is a little bit heavy and I apologize, but <laughs> um, I'm down for the deep. <laughs> One of my clients who had she was like my third client ever um, that came on board with me. And we'd been working together for almost three years. We were good friends outside of the business stuff. And she passed away unexpectedly in December. Oh, wow. I'm sorry to hear Uh, that. Yeah, it was, thank you. (laughs) It was awful. But I was the only other person in her life and in her business that knew anything about the behind the scenes stuff. Um, And it made me realize that I think a lot of people in this creative industry haven't taken precautions or set up any kind of like infrastructure or business headquarters or anything that somebody could easily step into their business and be able to maybe not pick up where you left off, but close things out appropriately. Like her husband didn't know where the business bank account was. He didn't know the password to the email account. Like he didn't know anything. And I did. And it, as sad as it was that all of this was happening, it, I think I feel incredibly passionate now about helping other business owners make sure that they have an infrastructure in place so that God forbid something happened. Or even you go on maternity leave for three months and you bring on an assistant. Totally. Like, it doesn't have to be like a scary, morbid, sad thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Just helping other people set up their businesses so that they can step away when needed is like, that's why I'm here. I love that mission because... A lot of people are so go, 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 move, 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 got to make sales, got to do this, got to do that, that you're leaving a trail of stuff. And yeah, like life proofing your business is such a, it's such an afterthought. It's like insurance, like, it's like, whatever, I'll deal with it when I need to deal with it. And, you know, to, there's already going to be so many things that happen with maternity leave or even emergencies when it comes to maternity leave or God forbid again, yeah, death or sickness or all those things. And you already have to adjust so many other things that you shouldn't have to then also think of your entire business and how you adjust that as well. So I love that mission. And, you know, it's always sad how the missions kind of come about sometimes. But I think that a lot of times they happen because we need to then really realize the worth and the like, how much we are actually helping and impacting. Cause I think, and I don't know if you feel this way sometimes, but in operations, it can be, I don't know, somewhat dismissed, somewhat said that it's, you know, like we just are the doers. Like it's not that important. And it's like, are you serious? Like (laughs) how does the business run day to day? Like how do things get done? How do you continue to make money? How do you take your vacations? And I love that that's your mission. And regardless of what the situation is, is there like a package or something that has then inspired that? Like, do you do um, an offering that is like, okay, I'll come in for three months for maternity leave or I'll come in 
for X reason to help kind of keep things stable and moving. Yeah, I don't personally do like day to day stuff anymore. But what came out of that was a really short, like, we do it in a week, like a workflow in a week, essentially. And I say workflow, but it really is like setting up a virtual headquarters for your business so that Mm -hmm. you can bring on a virtual assistant so that you can train your husband (laughs) or your partner (laughs) to know like what's going on. (laughs) It just is creating an infrastructure that allows you to feel comfortable and also grow more easily. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that because yeah. And I'm a big proponent for like short burst offerings because there, mm-hmm. there's importance in obviously also like having somebody there who's, you know, going to continue things day to day. And sometimes, you know, as we grow in our operations businesses, like we get more and more strategic. And so to have a manager's brain on your business and looking at things from a holistic standpoint instead of deep in the weeds is just like freaking huge. So we'll tell people how they can find you. Tell us if you're specific industries that you work with that you would want to come your way. Share all the deets, website, social, all the good stuff. Yeah, it's Efficiently Annie everywhere. Website, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, all of it is Efficiently Annie. And I do work a lot with people in the wedding industry, though that's not a requirement. I am happy to work with any service-based business owner, really. If it's a priority to you, it's a priority to me. Yep. And do you only work with people who use Dubsado or do you mess with other pieces of software as well? Dubsado and Asana are like my love languages. (laughs) I'm happy to work in other systems, but I believe that in a lot of cases, they give the best results. So I tend to align myself with those more heavily. Yep. Yep. I agree. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Annie, for coming and sharing your knowledge. And there was a lot of gems, y'all. Even if you are not a wedding photographer, there were some gems that you can use for your Dubsado. So thanks so much for sharing. Thank you. Thanks for listening to System Saved Me. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me. Don't forget to check out the workflow template shop at systemsamey.com to help you work less and make more. See you next week.